Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hello, friends. Michael Zuber here. And I wanted to talk today about the 1% rule. So what is the 1% rule? Well, simply said, it's a, it's a mathematical formula that's purported or talked about a lot and real estate new, specifically new real estate investors really gravitate towards it. So what is it? So it basically says, um, if you're going to buy a $100,000 house, for example, you need to make sure that it rents for $1,000 or more, hence the 1% rule. It's a sexy rule. It's easy to grasp, easy to understand. And frankly, it was what I followed when I started. It was, uh, it was the law as far as I was concerned when I started 15 or 16 years ago. The first three properties we bought uh, were solely uh, you know, we went after them or identified them because of the 1% rule. So realize that my critique or thoughts on the 1% rule come from years of experience and they come from understanding what happens when you follow the 1% rule. So I thought I would, you know, share my thoughts on it. Um, I thought we, you know, we should have an honest discussion about it. Uh, I, partic- I think the 1% rule is really dangerous to new investors. Let me just get that out there. I think there are things about the 1% rule when you treat it like law. And again, like I did uh, all those years ago, that happened because you are just, you're too blind to facts and reality. So we're going to talk about them. You know, in essence, the rules were pretty cool because, you know, it's easy to understand. Um, but the first thing you have to realize is people have been talking about the 1% rule since I started, but what has happened to the market over those years? Well, when I started, it was going up, 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 and then it crashed below where I started and then it came back. Right. But for some reason, people just kept saying the 1% rule is where to go. And again, while prices were impacted on this, Rents weren't, right? Rents were either stable or got stronger as the real estate market crashed. So why would the 1% rule work on this side and then the same rule works on the other side in a market that's vastly different? I think that's, you know, that's simplicity at work. The other thing that happens is there's so many assumptions, right? When you talk about a, a rule that's based on simply price and rent, um, that I now know will get you in so much trouble, right? Uh, let me give you an example. 
so in today's market or in most markets, the 1% rule for, you know, basically only calls out um, investment options in dicey areas or areas where past landlords have driven up mac maximum occupancy. They've created lots of little studios or they've taken a garage and converted it to something or they've done something that just forces more people to live in a defined area. That's just how it works, right? Think house hacking for apartments. But hey, they can claim their units produce the 1% rule. But again, if you just stay with the 1% rule, you are set up for disaster. Because what happens in these dicey areas or maximum occupants is your expense ratios won't be average. Your expense ratios will be through the roof. You will have more turnover because you know they, that anytime you slam that many people together in an area, you're, you're, you're destined to have more turnover. And turnover is what kills landlords. And the 1% rule doesn't take into account turnover, right? It assumes people stay in a house the same as they stay in a five studio configuration on a quarter acre. It just doesn't happen. It's not reality, folks. So again, I think the 1% rule is nice to start with. It's nice to play with. Again, I used it. So I feel like an, you know, an idiot sort of admitting these mistakes I made in the beginning. Um, instead, what you should be focused on is how hard your cash is working, right? The other thing that's interesting about the 1% rule is it's price and rent. What, so again, what it often tells you to do is buy cheap properties. And hopefully by now, you know what I mean by cheap properties, right? It's well used, but rent it. Again, this is what I bought in the beginning. Think about this. I think it was the second one we bought. It might've been the third. It was supposedly, I think it was like a four bedroom, two bath. And it was rented for, I don't know, let's call it 1100, if I remember right. And I think we bought it for 105, something like that. But it, the value should have been like 145 or 150. But we bought it because it simply hit the 1% rule. But guess what? When we raised rents, because we could have, uh, the tenant left. And then we had like a twenty-five dollars or $30,000 repair. That's not included in the 1% rule. So again, I think the 1% rule is followed too hard. I think it's destined to make you buy in rougher areas with higher turnover. I think it is destined, it's, it's just a rule that I have personally experienced. It tells me to buy the wrong stuff. What I should be doing is, okay, you know, how hard is my cash working? The down payment, closing cost, and if any, make ready. Yeah, sure, I may pay more than 1%, or yeah, I may pay, or the 1% rule may be like 0.8 or 0.7, but if I'm buying in a nicer area, and it's a house, and it's fully remodeled, and there's less turnover, just because that's what the law of averages work, you're going to get a better return. Sure, you, did, you can't tell your friends you bought a 1% rule deal, but I guarantee you in two or three or four years, you're going to be far more profitable because your cash flow would be better. The 1% rule today is forcing people to buy lower quality stuff, low, buy cheap stuff, and you know, stuff that is going to be terrible to manage. And I say this as a landlord that's owned that stuff. If you're a busy professional and you have uh, time is your constraint, I think the 1% rule is going to be very dangerous for you. You're going to buy something out of state probably. 
Uh, it's going to be difficult to manage when the real estate cycle turns or the business cycle turns and you are going to think real estate investing is the worst thing around because tenants are going to move, your turnover costs will explode, you're going to have vacancies, break-ins. The 1% rule is dangerous today. And I do not, I haven't followed it for probably a decade because it consistently told me to buy the wrong stuff. Again, the 1% rule was never meant to be the single thing you drive your business by. It's one of those early filters that you used to help identify, but it is nothing I use today. I think it is really, really dangerous because it tells you to buy the wrong stuff. You don't buy in dicey areas. You don't buy maximum occupancy buildings that are just forcing people to live on top of each other. And you don't buy cheap properties, especially in an environment where you can get financing under 5%. It's just silly. So again, I use the 1% rule. I bought several properties in the beginning because of the 1% rule. I do not use it today. And I think it is really, really, really dangerous for new investors. So um, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, I think it's an interesting rule of thumb when you're just scanning the MLS through your phone. But it's gonna, it, I guarantee you the 1% rule has caused new investors to buy the wrong stuff. And it may look good on paper today when the business cycle is you know, at a record, right? Lowest unemployment and all of that. But boy, when it turns, woo, watch out. So I just wanted to get this, my thoughts out because again, I'm getting more and more questions about the 1% rule and I wanted to be able to point people towards the video. So the 1% rule is dangerous. Have a great day.